Clients on Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hey everybody, how's it going? It is Russ. Welcome to today's show. Today I am joined by the the incredible Mark Von Muser, who's our director of sales, and Jane Jewell, who's our managing director here at Clients on Demand. And we've been doing a series where we've been talking about the four habits of highly effective coaches and the four habits of highly effective salespeople. And today we titled this show, The Four Habits of Highly Effective Business Owners. But when we jumped on the call today, and you know, like five or 10 minutes ago, and we started kind of just kicking around ideas about, about what that would be, we realized that there's probably a hell of a lot more than four. <laughs> so we thought what we would do today instead is just come on and just have a free-form discussion about some of the greatest lessons that we've learned when it comes to running a company. And look, obviously, we're not running the biggest company in the world. But what we have been able to do is take our company and scale it very, very rapidly, where I think every year for the last four years, we've actually doubled our revenue consistently every year. And I think we've been able to do that while continuing to provide a really incredible customer experience and really getting some amazing results for our clients. And we haven't taken a dime of outside funding or outside financing. We have absolutely no debt. The company's 100% self-funded. We have 29 people who are on the team in some capacity or another. Everybody works from home. We have people working everywhere, all of, uh, you know, everywhere around the world. And uh, we're doing about $1.5 million a month in revenue. So it's a pretty extraordinary thing that we've been able to build here. And so I thought what would be really cool is if Mark and Jane and I came on today and we just had a conversation about sort of what we've discovered. Because some of the things that we thought were going to be very important when it came to running a company actually turned out to be not very important at all. And some of the stuff that we kind of had no clue about ended up making a huge, huge, huge difference as we've gone on and as we've grown the company. So guys, welcome. It's great to see you guys here. Hey. Great to be here. So Jane, you're our mindset expert here at Clients on Demand. And you started out a few minutes ago. You were talking about something that is a huge revelation that you had in terms of getting your mindset together. Because it seems to me that we keep coming back and coming back to this understanding that with our clients and, and with ourselves, that there's really only two ways to sort of look at things. It's either, it's either a mindset problem or it's a strategy problem. Right. And, and what I used to believe is that if I gave people the right strategy and if I gave people the best strategy, they would automatically follow that strategy and they would go on to create incredible results and everything would be well. But what we found is as we continue to work with clients is that strategy was only like a little piece of it. That even though we had the best strategy and the simplest strategy and the cleanest and easiest strategy for bringing high ticket clients into your business, there's a whole other dimension of mindset that goes along with that. Because I can teach you the best strategy in the world, but if you're stuck in fear or stuck in overwhelm or stuck in, in excuses or in some sort of like mentality that, that just doesn't support that, you're never going to actually follow the strategy and take action. So why don't we start out with what you shared just a few minutes ago when you were talking to us before the call? Yeah. So everyone says that mindset is such a big component of it. And it is. And it seems like, I don't know, even for a coach, I even kind of hate the sound of that sometimes. <laughs> You know, like I hate to say that it comes down to a lot of it on how 
you think and how you manage your emotions and your mind and your beliefs. But the fact of the matter is that it does. It does come down to that. And I was thinking what I believe has made the biggest difference in my own life the last couple of years, because the last couple of years, uh, my own wealth has skyrocketed a lot. <laughs> and it's been a huge, amazing thing to up-level my lifestyle. Like, it's been amazing. I just moved from, you know, Massachusetts to this amazing home in Nashville. And every day I wake up and I look around me and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my home. Like, this is where I work from. This is like, there's, there's this be all this beauty around me. I'm this amazing city, but still have all these trails and this like beautiful house. And if you saw my crown molding, you would die, <laughs> you know, like all of this really, you know, it, it, it's in this amazing home. And I was also listening on my morning walk to, um, to some teachings. And there was this discussion around beliefs which to me, beliefs are everything. Where you are focusing in that moment, what are your beliefs, not only in situate that situation, but also what are your fundamental core beliefs that you run your life from? And I started to think about how that made a difference to how my life has changed in the last three or four years. And it has been extraordinary. And one of the things that she spoke about is a way to change your beliefs because there's all kinds of strategies to change your beliefs and to change your focus. So many amazing ones. But one of the ones that seem really, really simple, but relevant for me was who you spend your time with. And I feel like in my life, I've been around some really successful people. And that's really changed my life because I came from how I grew up is with not very much. And um, my dad died at a young age and I'm probably the most successful. I am the most successful person in my family. And, and most of my family are still struggling with, with money. So like, well, what, what's that difference? And it is who I've been hanging around with. And what she spoke about was the ability to borrow someone else's belief system and the only way that that could really work where I can take on someone else's thoughts and beliefs around it is that while I'm in that person's presence of joy, happiness, abundance, success, those beliefs. And when I'm in conversation and in, in that environment of that person is being able to be a clearing for that greatness and those beliefs and those mindset to show up. So here's one example of that. Russ has unbelievable beliefs around wealth, success, and money. And it doesn't come from like, I'm going to show you what success is, or this is the car you have to have, or this is the lifestyle that you should have, and, and all of that. Like, it's just not at all like that. And one of the things that you're so good at, Russ, is like, you're just always like, kind of like get the best, right? Like, and not in like this arrogant way, but it's like, this is the way you do it. Of course you fly first class. Like, like, of course you, you, you know, have this type of home or, you know, if it, like you just, your mind around it is just really clear. And I believe that being in that presence of that, with like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing and a clearing for that instead of 
oftentimes people get stuck with, oh yeah, well that works for him because he already has money or, oh, that works for this person because they grew up around money or, oh yeah, of course this business has been successful because they had an investor or right. Like that kind of energy that I could bring to the presence of success and abundance and joy with a yeah, but is limiting. And when that's limiting, I don't get to experience the thought or the energy of that emotional state that I want to feel most of. So it's kind of a um, a deep conversation to have, but I really think when I was, you know, waking up in my amazing home in the last couple of days and taking all these great walks is I've been really thinking about the impact of our team being together the past three years. And all of us have had excellence in our beliefs around different areas of our life and having our team come together and be able to be in the presence of, you know, the beliefs around abundance and success and health and energy and joy and love is just been an amazing place. And I think that's why our business keeps growing and doubling because we bring this clearing to all of that every single time that we're together, our interactions, and there's not this, yeah, but there's no argue for a limitation. It's all elevation in the face of those amazing beliefs. So there's a long answer. (laughs) Well, so there's a lot that was in what you just said that I think like deserves to sort of be unpacked, right? So The first thing is you're right. My default setting is just get the best. So one of those things that successful business owners do, and and this is true for for all kinds of people that I've studied, is they sort of create little mental models or you create like little mental rules. Because if you have to make a decision again and again and again and again and again, and every decision is different, it, it just takes a lot of brain power and a lot of willpower. And so the value of sort of distilling things down to like principles is that it makes it a lot easier to make decisions. So one of my core principles at COD and and like with hiring, you know, different people and whatever we do, it's like look, just do the get the best. I was like I don't care how much it costs, I don't care what it is, get the best. And if there's a situation where maybe we shouldn't get the best, okay, fine, we won't. But 9 times out of 10, that's our default and that's done really well for us as we've gone on. But opening yourself up to being in a group of people that support you emotionally and that fight for the story of success instead of the story of failure is, in my opinion, absolutely critical. And I've seen people's whole businesses destroyed because they were surrounded by people that kept hitting them again and again and again with that story of failure. And in some cases, it it was their wife, or in some cases, it was their husband, or in some cases, it was their family or whatever. But they're surrounded by people that for one reason or another believe that they can't do it, or they're so threatened by that person's success that they have to create some whole story as like a defense mechanism Yes. for why they're not right, for why they're not making it. Mm-hmm. And, and you see this a lot, man. You see this a lot in our society. You see this a lot in just the way people respond. It's almost like, it, it's almost like look, when you're confronted with someone whose success is so far beyond your own, you really have two choices. You can sit there and go, oh man, that is so cool. Ah, what can I learn from that person? Or you can sit there and go, oh, you know, F that person because they've done this and this and they're this kind of person. And you can you invent a story to sort of make yourself feel better. And sometimes it's, you know, you, you just mentioned two big extremes, but sometimes there's something that, that's along that scale of like, you're, you're kind of happy for them, but you're right. You'd use this story to like rationalize it. Well, it's easy for him because he went to this university. Oh, it's easy for this person because they 
they have good genetics. Oh, it's easy. You, you know, like in any level of that is still resistance. Mm-hmm. And you cannot. Well, that's that's why I think you you can't really compare yourself to anyone else. You have to. The only person you can realistically compare yourself to is the person that you want to be, because as hard as you've had it, there's somebody out there that's had it a hell of a lot harder than you. And as successful as you are, there's somebody out there that's a hell of a lot more successful than you. You know, even if you maybe you're making more money than someone else, maybe your relationship with your kids is falling apart. Your relationship with your wife is falling apart. On some dimension of your life, there is someone out there that's doing better than you. And so any person that you could compare yourself to, it's just like, why? Set a goal for yourself and who you want to be and measure yourself against that. And surround yourself with people that are going to support you flourishing and growing into that person. And that's one of the things that I think we've been very, very, very fortunate to have at Clients on Demand is that every single person on the team believes in the vision of what we're trying to create 100%, also is extremely supportive of the other people on the team. And so there's probably nowhere that that's better exemplified than what happens with our sales team and with our enrollment coaches, Mark, because... Mm -hmm. That's a situation where, you know, they are a little bit competitive. You know, so and so enrolled this many people, and this person enrolled that many people, and there's people that are kind of at the bottom, and then people that are at the top, and then sometimes they switch places and all this other stuff. So, so how do you create an environment where there's a little bit of healthy competition, but no one is trying to like sabotage anybody, and it's not, it's not because it could get really right. toxic really fast, and you guys have seen that in sales. It usually is exactly, and that's why you see these movies like Glengarry Glen Ross or Boiler Room or whatever, where there's like everyone in the everyone like and it's hard to it's hard to watch those shows. It's hard to watch those movies because everyone in the movie is an asshole. Like every, <laughs> it's like who do I root for here? They're all jerks, and it can really turn into that really quickly. So so how do you stop that from happening? Where you're you're creating an environment where. People are cheering each other on, but still being a little bit competitive with each other in a, in a healthy way. It's a great question. And the other one is to stack on the borrowing somebody's beliefs. The, one of the things about a peer group, though, is that you're going to get the standard that you establish and that you dictate and that you will, will, will honor. So one of the things like with our team and helping people move through that is that they get to hijack my skill set. They get to hijack each other's skill set, too. So it's one of the things that they get here and what, you know, what we cover in sales on demand and, and clients on demand. So they're able to use that. But ultimately, what drives them and keeps that, that me first energy is two things. Number one is the belief it's not about you. This is always about the client that's out on their knees praying for us to show up. And the people that we recruit that we want on our team all share that belief. That's what drives our team. So if it's not about me and my numbers, it's really I get my numbers by serving the client and finding clients to serve. That's huge. Yeah, that's a big part of what separates us and keeps it focusing. And then the secondary benefit of that is that our team looks at how do we serve the group as well? So everybody is focusing on the purpose and then how do we add value to the group? And what's also interesting is then you see how does each of our team support the the rest of the company and vice versa? Because again, you're going to get what you give out. So when they're giving and serving each other, they're serving their clients, they get way more in return. And it's contrary to what everybody else has been teaching, you know, the me first kind of thing. But it creates, like you're saying, Russ, that culture, which is really, really amazing because now 
every time we liberate somebody out of suffering and, and helping them find a way to get clients with integrity, help them bring their purpose to the world. We look at it as all of our wit, even Vanessa, Lillian, the people that are working, our admin, the people that are making sure the email was sent properly. Every single time we liberate somebody out of a life of suffering and not having clients. I mean, some of the people we've helped, they've got a quarter of a million dollars in debt to get their degrees and they, they're experts, but they had no clients. It's almost like here, you're Michael Jordan in the middle of Siberia and no one to play basketball with. And when we liberate somebody into their purpose and show them step-by-step step how to get clients, it's all of our win. And our team now has owned that belief system. And again, to Jane's point and skill set point, it's all of our win and it shows them it's possible for them too. And that's, that's really what it comes down to, or I would say those two points. So that's a fundamental distinction that I really want everyone to pick up on this. That core belief that it's not about you, because this is something that I've internalized. It's something that you guys have internalized, and it's something that every single person on the team has internalized. And it's very rare, especially when you're talking about being in the coaching and consulting space where most business owners, and even some people that are sales directors and managing directors, whatever, they, like everybody wants to be a big shot. And, and everything is, is built around like, how can I feed my own ego? How can I become a bigger celebrity? How can I become you know, a bigger deal and more popular and a bigger star and cooler and all this? And we just like don't even think about that shit. What, what we do is we look at, okay, how can I serve the client better? How can I serve you guys better? How can we serve each other better? And you've got the people on the sales team going like, how can I serve my clients? How can I serve uh, the other members of the team and our administrative staff? How can I support the company as a whole so that we all move forward together so that we all win? And that is just a radically different way of looking at a business than the way that most people do it. And I think what we've all found is that we're creating a situation where there are no losers. If, if you've got any interaction with your fellow man where it's like, oh, I won and that guy lost, or oh, I sure got over that guy, or oh, I, you know, I got ahead of that person or whatever, you're really screwing things up in a fundamental way. Because if you're running a business properly, everyone's needs should be getting met. The client should be blown away with the value that they're getting. You should be hitting your income goals and, and doing amazing things and, and making a big contribution. The other people on the team should be lifted up as well. And you can only really do that if you're creating kind of an egoless environment. And, and none of us really set out to sort of create that. But when I listen to what you're saying, Mark, that's kind of something that we really, mm-hmm. that we really have where... I don't think any of us really get our egos threatened very often or, 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 or we, we pay very much attention to like our status or, or anything like that. And, I, and I, I think that's very, very rare. Well, I think this goes back to what we were just talking about of that resistance around someone else's greatness or someone else's success. And what's amazing about what we've created on our team is there's no lack, right? There's no shortage Often, you know, I've, I've worked with many different businesses, coached many different businesses, and a lot of culture, especially around a team like a sales team, and that competitiveness is like, like something like there's not enough, right? Whether there's not enough leads, or there's not enough opportunity, or there's not enough attention, there's not enough support, right? There's no lack of resources on our team. So I think that number one, that helps a lot. Like there's, there's not this pitting up against each other. And then also as silly as it sounds, other teams I've seen is that like, there's this, there's this leader 
And it kind of goes down to this dysfunctional family of like, you know, and then, and then their children, right. The sales team. And it's like, whoever's doing the best gets the most attention from mommy or daddy. <laughs> right? Like oh they're liked the most, they're loved the most. There's, you know what I mean? Like, and it's, it seems really silly, but that's just not And that creates that resistance. So when you're developing a team, there has to be a constant management of an emotional state and that resistance and then creating the environment where it's an abundant environment, right? Like, like our team knows that there's no lack, there's no, there's no cap on their ability to succeed and do well. There's no cap on that. So because of that, they can show up and borrow each other's beliefs and cheer each other on. And just the more we're even diving into this conversation is convincing me even more the importance of being around people that have an unlimited mentality of that abundance and the importance of going to that clear. We don't spend Mm -hmm. any time talking about what we don't have or spend any time talking about what's not working. We'll talk about it, but we only talk about it long enough to kind of identify the problem and figure out what we're going to do about it. And then we just move forward. We go right back to thinking about like focusing on what's What's working. Exactly. The outcome, the solution, where are we trying to get to? All of us just operate from this place of just absolute faith that none of it is unreasonable. Right. And we really try to instill that in our clients as well. Like when people come to work with us, you've got people that'll come to us and say, well, my income goal is to get to 40,000 a month or 50,000 a month or 500,000 a month or whatever. And those are freaking crazy numbers for normal people. But you'll never hear us tell you, oh, no, no, that's, that's not reasonable for you. Or, oh, you're not smart enough. Or, oh, you don't have what it takes. Or, oh, it's not going to work. We'll, we'll be upfront with you. Say, hey, look, that's going to take a hell of a lot of work. But yeah, man, we've gotten people there before. There's no reason we can't get you there too. Let's, let's put our heads down and let's get to freaking work. And, and, and just operating from that fundamental core belief that anything is possible, that if you want to create something, you can do it. And it's just a question of setting your sights high and solving enough problems along the way. And if you're willing to do that, you can achieve whatever you want to achieve. So given that... There's just no room for us to fight over different pieces of the pie or fight over who gets what leads or who gets to talk to which client or who gets to do this or that, or that's my job or that, what you know, whatever. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't. There's a thing on that too, Russ, that I would say too, that you had said that we know it's all possible, but there's three sub traits I'd like to point out on that because it's applicable for our team. It's also for, you'd said at the very beginning, you know, we've built the business to about a million and a half a month, which is amazing. And that is a, a term we use for other people to put it in context. Mm-hmm. What we celebrate within the group is how many lives we've transformed. That's literally what we look at, but also We've now helped thousands of businesses liberate out of suffering and and get success in business. So it's not only works for us, but it is also to me, I think the powerful test of anything is does it work for other people? And when they do that, if you're committed, because you can have the right plan, but if you sit on your ass, it doesn't work. This is not bonbons and watching Oprah and you're going to be get successful. The second part is, is your plan correct? Meaning go ahead and go, for example, build up an entire business platform around MySpace and get back to me if that works today, because it has to be relevant. The plan needs to be effective. And the third piece, which is part of what Jane talked about, was the peer group and support you have to get you there. All of us have blind spots. 
all of us. And sometimes it's one blind spot you can't see, which is why it's critical. You have a peer group that keeps you in, in integrity and, and accountable and that you have an expert or somebody who's been down the path already. Because I've watched some people who have the plan sit on their ass. It doesn't work. I've seen people that work hard with a good plan, but they, they're missing one or two things. We've seen them in our group, people that went from 17,000 to 100,000 when we fixed that one thing. So that's the kind of thing too, is you, it's not enough to have the plan. You need to be committed and you also need to have that feedback loop of somebody who sees you and can get you to the next level. Yeah. I think the other thing that came up for me when you were talking is, and I've been doing a lot of work with this actually around people who are in our millionaire alliance and looking at how they're taking their business and scaling their business is that when problems come up, we don't have it that we shouldn't have problems. Right. Like oftentimes there's like the problem or the challenge that comes up. And then there's your feeling about the problem or challenge that comes up. And that feeling is like, oh, it shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't be this hard. Or I shouldn't have to be dealing with this type of team member. I shouldn't have to be dealing with these type of clients. And I shouldn't have these struggles. And there's never a time that we have a challenge and we have them a lot. Cause like, that's what businesses do. Like when you run a business, like your biggest job is solving problems. Like that's what I do all day long is I solve problems. I solve problems for our clients. I solve problems for our, our team and I solve problems, you know, for our business. And the truth is I love that. Like that's like in order to do this job and be a leader, it's like, it's going to be something you decide you love. Like part of my identity is like, I solve problems and I love that about me. And I love that, that, and it's been adopted as part of my identity. But if you look at a problem, because problems are going to come up every single day, it's what it's like. Birds fly, fish swim, and you can solve problems in your life. And especially if you're running a business, but if you look at a problem, like this problem shouldn't be here, this is wrong. Now you're trying to solve problems from resistance, where for us, it's like a problem comes up. We go, okay, what's going on? What happened? Why do we have this problem? We look at it and go, what do we have to learn? I love what Russ always says. Russ, I'd love for you to talk about this. Like we touch the problem and then we go through and we solve the problem, but there's no conversation about like, it should not be this way. And that has been a big part of coaching that we do with our entrepreneurs is looking at like, oh my gosh, you know, I had a sales team and they did this and then it shouldn't be this way and I shouldn't have to do this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like the coaching that I gave was nothing around their sales team. It was nothing around even the strategy right now. It was about, hey, as an entrepreneur, what is your belief about problems and whether they should be there or they shouldn't be there, your ability to solve problems your your beliefs about the energy that you're giving your problems and just addressing that is where transformation happens. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the way that I look at it is people are like, well, how do you get rich or how do you get successful? <laughs> you get rich by solving problems that seem impossible to normal people. That's how you get rich, period. And like you said, Jane, birds fly, fish swim. There is absolutely no escaping from problems. I read, I can't even remember where I read this, but I was reading a book by like an Indian Swami or something like that. And, and, and he was talking about how, you know, sometimes people will go and they'll just renounce everything and they'll go and they'll meditate in a cave or they'll renounce everything and they'll go and, and, and meditate in a monastery. And he goes, when you do that, your problems don't go away. 
you just have cave problems, <laughs> you know, or you have monastery problems. So it's like there's no escaping from problems. It's just a question of like, at what level do you want to play the game? Do you want to yeah. be like, you know, and you choose, you choose what problems you want to tackle. And the bigger problems you're willing to handle, the more money you're going to make and the more successful you're going to be because the bigger problems you're willing to solve, the more value you're creating for the world, the more value you're creating for society. And so, Jane, that is like a huge distinction that you just brought up because so many people, and I actually used to be this way a little bit, so many people think like, well, if you're in the zone or if you're if you're vibrating at a high enough level or if you're using the law of attraction it's just going to be like smooth sailing and you're never going to run into any problems and that's just nonsense the problems are going to come up and the analogy that i always use is if you want to be the heavyweight champion of the world as a boxer, you're going to get punched in the face. You're going to get punched in the face a lot. And you don't get to go in the ring and have your first fight and take your first punch and sit there and go, he hit me. It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is what we're doing. It's boxing. You know? it's boxing. You're going to get hit. So, so it's like, it's the same thing with entrepreneurship is when you set a goal, whatever that is, to get to 10K a month or 20K a month or 100K a month or a million dollars a month. And you realize at the end that it just, it's just a number. The number really doesn't matter. It's just a question of you have to be mentally prepared to deal with the challenges that are going to come up. And even more than that, you have to condition yourself to love solving those problems. So like my parents got me this cross when I was 10. They brought it back from Italy. Like when you're Italian, you just never, you just get a cross. I think it like comes in the mail one day. You just get issued a cross from whatever Italian organization it is. I don't know how it works. And I never ever put you any- figure it out. You have kids. You have yeah, I have no idea. I'm just sure the cross is just going to come in the mail one day when they're 10 or whatever. But anyway, like when you're in Italian family, you get a cross. It just is what it is, right? So um, my whole life, I never put anything else on this chain. But I saw this thing online the other day. And it's the first time I ever put anything else on the chain with the cross because I felt like it was such an important concept. And it says, amor fati, right? And what that means is to love fate. And on the back, it says, not merely to bear what is necessary, but to love it. And that's really the key is that if you are fighting what you have to do every step of the way, where you're like, I don't want to talk to this client. I don't want to solve this problem. I don't want to figure out how to do Facebook ads. I don't want to dial in the strategy. Whatever it is, if you're fighting it, you're never going to get where you want to go. You have to fall in love with those challenges so that you're excited to deal with these things. That's not always easy to do. It's tough. No, because well, there's some things that you love to do. Like Mark, you love to be on a call or in a room yeah. and getting everybody fired up. And Jane, you love to be talking to someone one-on-one -on -one and figure out what their problem is and, and, and shift them out of it. I like sitting down and coming up with like cool marketing and webinars and crazy schemes, or whatever. That's the stuff I love. And if you're setting up your business properly, most of the time, you should be doing the stuff that you love, but there are going to be times where you have to deal with stuff that is not something that you just automatically love. And the best thing you can do for yourself is train yourself to find something about it. Even if it's just learning the love challenges in general that you can get excited about so that you can attack that problem with some enthusiasm instead of letting it take the wind out of your sails. Yeah. Like I ate problems for lunch. Exactly. Yeah. The one that <laughs> I am rich because I solve problems that seem impossible to normal people. Write that down and put it where you can see it every day and it will make you a lot more resourceful. I promise. The one that helps me a lot when I think of challenges and problems that they're actually a gift from God based on the goals I've set. 
meaning yeah. I need the muscle that I'm going to get when I solve them. So mm-hmm. for example, if I say I want to make a million dollars, okay, great. That one goal, that declaration of a goal is going to bring problems in my way, which are opportunities and muscle building opportunities that I asked for, for me to get to a million dollars. And so just by doing that, it allows you to start dancing and embracing those challenges. And then like to your point, Russ, when you can be grateful for the challenges in your life, because you realize those are opportunities for you to grow and now have a skill that you're going to need to achieve your goals. And we see it all the time, but something magical happens when you stop resisting those goals and either dance with it like, you know, in a, a beautiful tango or in a keto, redirecting it to the, your vision. But I've just noticed it, all the tough things that I've had to deal with. They were not an accident. You might not know it in the short term, but it might be five years later. It might be 10 years later. And I mean, this this could even be, you know, losing a business. This could be losing a spouse, losing a, a, a relative. It hurts. I get it. But when you show up, and this is one of the ones Jane was talking about, but the growth that happens in those moments is exponential. And then a year from now, five years from now, you're the only one that can solve a problem for somebody or help somebody through, you know, through a really tough time. But all the challenges that we've overcome, I can't think of one of them that when we look back that we didn't need to grow with it. Never, every time never we set won. a goal, every time we set a bigger goal, we get new challenges, shit that never popped up. Now we get all this crazy shit. But to Jane's point, the entire time, because we're so committed to the goal, we don't resist it. We get clarity on the challenge and then we figure out how to win and we're right back stepping on a new higher platform to see the goal. And we keep moving to that new goal. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to get into that momentum and you have to keep that momentum. And so you realize that the only proper way to look at it is that it isn't about the money. It isn't about the status. It isn't about the thing that you're going to buy or whatever it is. It's about how you are evolving as a human being and how you are growing and unfolding along the way and how you're helping other people evolve and grow and unfold along the way too. And that's the part that I personally have really fallen in love with that I like the fact that we get hit with problems today that would have really thrown us for a loop like three or four years ago. And we just, it's like, cool, we got it. And it's not even a thing. And all of us, I can see, are becoming more resilient and we're playing, we're playing the game in a bigger way and we're serving the world in a bigger way. And, it, and it's like, it's just this process of never ending growth and never ending unfoldment. And that's really what it's all about. I mean, I think that's really why we're here on this planet to do that and to empower our fellow man to do that too. This gets back to the very beginning of the concept though, too, is that the beliefs around the people you hang around with. So that's one of the biggest things when people on our team people come into the community, all of a sudden they start getting permission to realize they might've known this their whole life, but they never could express it because in their community, you don't talk like this. You don't do this because everybody else is talking about how hard life is. And in this community, it's like, how committed are you to win? You can win. You can have it all. Are you committed to having impact on your fellow man? Are you committed? But that peer group that's a big, big part too, as you grow and start to embrace some of these shifts. Alone, it's tough. It really is. 
Yeah, especially if you've got a business where you're working online uh-huh. and you're not in an office and you're not surrounded by people, then it can get really lonely really fast, especially if you're, you know, especially if, if maybe the people that are in your immediate circle are not 100% supportive, where they're a little bit skeptical and they're, they're telling you, we've got, oh my God, we've got clients right now that are, that are making $50,000, $60,000 a month where their wife or their husband is still going, hey, you know, maybe you should quote unquote get a real job. And it's like, are you crazy? Like, this is the thing. This is what we're doing. So if you're in that situation where the environment that you've been operating in is not nurturing you and fueling you and feeding you, and, and you've been listening to this and some of the ideas that we've shared with you is making you go, oh my God, I want to be thinking like that every single day. And I know we're not talking about strategy stuff. We're not talking about marketing. We're not talking about Facebook ads and things like that. You guys can hear that on our other shows. Today, we're really talking about who you are and how you're going to show up. And if you want to join a group of entrepreneurs that are on the same path that you are, that can uplift you and cheer you on and support you every step of the way, and also give you the help that you need when it comes to strategy and things like that, then I want to invite you to reach out and talk to us. Go to uh, clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book a call to speak to us. We'll get on the phone for about 45 minutes. You can tell us everything you want to achieve in your business, all the problems that you're running into, all the snags, whether it's marketing stuff or personal stuff or professional stuff, whatever it is, just tell us. Because I guarantee you, we've seen it before and we know how to fix it. And we can start the ball rolling and start you on that journey to overcoming these problems and to getting in touch with a group of people that can support you every step of the way, who can answer your questions, who can solve your problems, and who can be really, really big cheerleaders and a support system for you so you can actually take action to move yourself forward. It's not easy doing this stuff. It's not easy to get to 10K a month. It's not easy easy to get 100K a month. It's definitely not easy to get to a million a month, but it's almost impossible if you're trying to do it on your own. It's almost impossible if you're just trying to figure this stuff out from scratch because believe it, there's so many people that you can learn from that have already gotten there who are maybe one step ahead, maybe they're 10 steps ahead, but either way, if they can look back and say, hey, you know what? Don't do that. Do this. Or, hey, I had that problem one time and here's how I fixed it. Or, hey, you know that same doubt that you're feeling? I still feel that and here's how I deal with it. There's no substitute for for having that. And like I said, getting where you want to go, it's not easy. But if you're trying to do it by yourself, it is freaking impossible. So I want you to give yourself every possible chance to succeed and every possible chance to win. And we want that for you. And I know that's what you want for yourself. So go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book a call to speak to us because we can start you on that journey to getting where you want to go. Yeah. Thing too, Russ, for everybody out there listening to the decision always comes first. It's a very simple decision. Are you or are you not living your dream and where you want to be with your business? And if you're ready for that next step, the team that that we do it, our goal is to get to the truth, figure out what what's in your way, how to get where you want to go. And if we can help, we'll show you what that looks like. But the reality is that you can have a dream, but until the decision's made, there will always be an obstacle. There will always be a condition, an excuse or something. I remember seeing some type of thing that something like over 50% of the Fortune 500 businesses were start during a recession or a depression. And that was because even though those conditions are not favorable, when somebody is sick and tired of struggling or they're committed to win and they make that decision all in, it doesn't almost matter what's outside, but then you need to have the right plan. And you need to have some people that can help you execute that plan because you can be 98 degrees. That still ain't boiling, baby. And if you've never boiled water, you don't know what the boiling point is. 
We know how to turn it up and show you how to get over 100 degrees centigrade so it'll boil. And that's a big, big part is that when you have somebody that's a proven expert that can do this for hundreds and thousands of other businesses, what seems incredibly hard for you is just today, we call it Tuesday. We've, we deal with that hundreds and hundreds of times. Here's how you win. And it's the fastest hack to turn a dream into a reality. That's just the bottom line. <laughs> That's absolutely right. We're here for you. Book a call. And uh, if you are listening to us on iTunes and you want to watch us do these broadcasts live on Facebook, then I want to invite you to go on Facebook and search for The Art of High Ticket Selling. That's our Facebook group. There's about 35,000 some odd entrepreneurs in here, just like you, who are learning from this stuff. So we'd love to catch up with you there. And if you're watching this right now on Facebook and you want to check this out on iTunes, then search for the Clients on Demand podcast on iTunes and you can see these shows right there on iTunes. You can take it with you, listen to it in the car or whatever while you're working out. Whatever, whatever you're doing, you can listen to it. Mark, Jane, you guys are absolute superstars. Thank you so much for joining us today. Incredible wisdom, incredible stuff. And guys, we will see you on the next show. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with Clients On Demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. Now, we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Ruffino, and let's talk soon.